We continue our chapel series through 1 Peter, and this morning we're in chapter 2. Last week, um, Steffi shared uh, the last part of 1 Peter chapter 1, where Peter is encouraging this little church to live like you're born again, like you were talking last week, Steffi, to love one another and live as a family of God. And in verse 23, you kind of highlighted this. Uh, Peter says, for you have been born again through the living and enduring word of God. Peter gives uh, them this image of being like newborn babies. Uh, And this thought continues as we move into chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. So uh, let's stand for the reading of the word. 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 through 3, listen. Therefore, since you've been born again, Rid yourself of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. The Bible calls uh, God's word honey. Psalm 19.10 says, your word is like honey to my lips. And here, Peter calls these born-again Jesus followers, uh, calls them to crave pure spiritual milk. Now, babies like milk. Come on. Pure spiritual milk. I mean... Peter's exhorting this little band of Christ followers to grow up into their salvation and in a humorous sort of way. I'm not lactose intolerant. Be a baby. Crave pure spiritual milk. It's quite an image. Uh, One of the ways, I'm going to do a little confession here. One of the ways that I have coped with the stress of this pandemic and living in COVID for nearly a year, over a year, uh, is eating. I, uh, now, I have one of those body types that doesn't necessarily you know, gain weight, weight, but it doesn't mean I'm healthy. Like, it can actually fake me out. I mean, I've been home more than ever. As you know, we've all lived in our dorms and at home, and it seems crazy. And being home, I just have no control. Like, I I will watch a Burger King commercial, and I don't know, these new Jersey Mike commercials. And like at 10 o'clock at night, I'll just go crazy, and I'll just eat stuff. Um, In fact, the other night, I saw uh, this stupid Taco Bell commercial. It was 10 o'clock at night, and I thought, hmm. My wife, Linda, went to bed, and I just go, I need chips. And I got in my car, drove up to Yolks, and bought some of those Juanitas chips. Those, those are like the best stinking chips. I eat the whole bag by 10.50. Uh, just this weekend, um, <clears throat> oh, well, it was uh, two weekends ago. Uh, I was lit- Linda went up to go to bed. I was just watching the news, and I, I go, I'm so tired. And I got up, turned the TV off, turned the lights out. I was going up, and I just saw the stove and the refrigerator, and I knew in the refrigerator there's this Tillamook cheese. 
And I, at 11 o'clock at night, made two grilled cheese sandwiches with thick cheese. And Linda's like, what are you doing? I go, I don't know. I'm just eating stuff. So Lynn and I started uh, about two weeks ago watching this new CNN series called Stanley Tucci, you know, Searching for Italy. And it's this uh, culinary, uh, like, uh, tour where he eats his way through Italy. This is this weekend. I w- he was in Rome, tasting all the pasta in Rome. At 10.30, Linda goes, I'm going to bed. And so she goes up, and I just kind of said, hey, hon, you might hear some clanking of pots. She goes, what do you mean? Uh, I'm going to make some pasta. I cooked pasta at 11 at night, ate a big bowl of it, and then went to bed. It's such a great nightcap, you know? <laughs> so I started working out again at the U-Rec because, partly because of my shoulder. I had a big bike accident last summer, and I've had, kind of been working this out, and the doctor says, you should start working it out a little bit. And because I'm eating like a crazy person, so I uh, signed up for five, my 45-minute slot about a month ago, because we can get in now, and it's awesome, and I was feeble. I mean, uh, I want to get back in shape. I, 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 62 is not good for me. Uh, and uh, I, I, was, I had no endurance. I couldn't lift. I have you know, no muscle mass. I mean, you know. And I mean, I was just losing it. But here's the truth. I don't want to work so hard to get back in shape. I just don't. I, I want a shortcut. So, this is like confession. I went to the store. I won't tell you where, but... Uh, and I just want you to... To know this, there's got to be a lot of money made in uh, sports drinks and protein powder. Uh, here's what I found. Powerade, Gatorade G-Series, Body Armor Super Drink, Vitamin Water, Rockstar Recovery, Amp, Monster Energy, Premier Protein. Muscle Milk, Whey Protein Powder, Organic Protein, Boost, C4 Pre-Workout, Muscle Mass, Amino X Endurance Powder. I bought one. And according to the directions, in about a month, I should be an Olympic athlete. And, and it tastes great, too. They lied. It tastes terrible. <laughs> and uh, I can't even bring it into the U-Rec. <laughs> Water only. <clears throat> that was a waste of money. So, here's the deal. Getting in shape isn't about some magic drink. It's about not making pasta at 10.30. It requires that I do the basics, the right things, regularly. And if I want to go to my spiritual life, there's only one drink, and you can't buy it at Costco. It's the pure spiritual milk, as Peter calls it, of God's Word. I mean, in this section of Scripture that we read this morning, Peter is exhorting this new little community of believers to drink the right beverage. Like newborn babies, he says, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. You see, some people in this little church plant, um, in what is now uh, actually modern-day Turkey, They believe that maybe the world's protein powder might be better than the pure spiritual milk of God's Word. And maybe there's uh, this other food that actually tastes better than the goodness of the Lord. 
Peter's bringing this message of hope to a church who's being persecuted, and he's starting this little church plant in the midst of some manipulative false teachers. By the way, you can read about them in his second letter, 2 Peter. These manipulative false teachers who were saying, hey, you know, I, I know Peter is telling you to taste and see that the Lord is good, but we're not sure it's all good. I mean, hey, you, you thought Jesus was supposed to return. Hello, it's like 66 AD. It's been like 35 years. Oh, maybe not. And maybe the resurrection wasn't even true. And maybe the apostles just sort of made it up so they can kind of keep us all morally in line and keep themselves in power, jealousies. And so Peter was fearing that some people might want to throw in some of the old stuff into the pure spiritual milk. Some people started to say, hey, you, know, you can crave pure spiritual milk like a baby. Gross. Or you might want to try this. Chocolate brownie thunder. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Come on. It's called a milkshake. Oh, yeah. Wait till you taste this, baby. We just invented it. Whew. Peter's trying to build a community of Christ followers based on the pure milk of what Jesus said and did and the goodness of the Lord. But some people wanted a cold stone mix-in, which is pretty hard to resist. So Peter says, rid yourselves, rid yourselves of malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. I think it's, it's hard to stay away from malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander if you don't believe that the Lord is good. And I'm sorry. I mean, I'm embarrassed by, by some Christians and some churches who have led some students like you, some of your peers, to the conclusion that the Lord actually tastes bad. I mean, I talk with them in my office, and I hear some of the conclusions in my Core 150D groups, you know. <laughs> That believing in the Lord might not make you good. It actually might make you a less loving person, a more bigoted, intolerant, narrow-minded person, a less concerned person about the actual social and economic and environmental problems on this earth because Christians seem to be so concerned about life beyond this earth, up in heaven someday and away from this sinful place, which I actually love, I'm sad that some people draw the conclusion and taste and see that the Lord is bad. And that's not the Jesus I know. That's not the truth of the Bible I read. Because the Lord I know is absolutely concerned about all that. 
And if you think that the Lord tastes bad, well, you, you, you've been given a counterfeit drink. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you believe that? Because there were some false teachers that were questioning whether the pure spiritual milk of the way of Jesus was worth it. And their campaign was this. Hey, you ain't tasted nothing yet. Add a little of these ingredients into your pure spiritual milk, whoo, and you got a taste bud extravaganza, a new fortified spiritual milkshake that will blow your mind you will never go back to. Baby milk. And these new ingredients were about to destroy this new little Christian community. Hey, let's, let's check out these Cold Stone mix-ins. Malice. That's a desire um, to do bad things to another person. It's like revenge, uh, wanting to see someone go down, you know, or, or, or suffer. Or deceit. And it's a little bit different than lying. Lying is simply telling someone something that's not true. To deceive is to, cr to create some sort of a plot that isn't true for personal advantage. Or hypocrisy. I mean, that's claiming to have standards or beliefs that you actually don't live by. Your life is like an act, a fake performance. You aren't really who you say you are. Or envy. I mean, resentful thoughts caused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. You know, I find these things in me. Like one time, I, a, a while back, I was at a conference, and it just kind of starts in a funny way, where somebody I knew now became famous, and he's all dressed up, and he's being introduced, and he stands up, and I kind of get this cynical thing in my head going like, oh, no, now you're Mr. Cool, you know? Look at you, Mr. Famous Person. Or slander. Harming someone's reputation by telling other people something that is untrue about them. Damaging that person. No, no doubt. These things taste so good, and that's the problem with sin, isn't it? it? It tastes so good at first. I mean, to seek revenge and want somebody to go down, oh, it's so cool. You know, to, to deceive and create a plot so you, you look good and they don't, oh, man, that's like a, an adrenaline hit. You know, to be a hypocrite, to put on an act and fake everyone out, and that's so much easier than trying to be the real you that God created. Or to slander, I mean, come on. To tell lies about someone to make yourself look good and keep this you know, hypocritical acting job going, yeah. Too many people become addicted to that milkshake. And you develop a craving for it and you don't see how damaging it is. I mean, think about it. The most surefire way to destroy friendship a ministry team, a soccer team, a committee, a worship band, a friend group, a church, is to add those ingredients. And what we don't realize is that those, ingredi those ingredients actually put you into a, a sugar coma. So you can't even think straight. And now you've got a taste for it. You love the new spiritual shake. And before you know it, you destroy people. You bring conflict to friendships confusion to your families, and a deep-seated self-hatred. You might even get diabetes as you bring everyone down around you. So Peter says in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, 
Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Worship team, you can come up. We are called to live the life of Jesus. And Peter is trying to keep this little band of followers from drinking the wrong milk. Steffi, you said it last week. You know, when you're born again, wrong don't seem right no more. We're called to live the life of Jesus, who, when the false teacher, the false teacher, Satan, tempted him to turn some stones into bread, Jesus said, hey, I'm not, I'm not eating that food. I mean, people don't live by bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. Don't tempt me to make a bagel when I have the power of God's word. Don't tempt me with a chocolate shake when I have the pure spiritual milk of the way of Jesus. What are you craving? What are you allowing into your drink? The pure spiritual milk of the goodness of the Lord? Or are you thinking about a couple mix-ins? The word of the Lord. Amen.